listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host in Tanner Fowl. Tanner, great to be here with you. How are you doing this evening? I'm great, Casey. Couldn't be better. We finally got some uh, playoff or postseason basketball. Postseason? You know, I'm not quite sure if it's playoffs quite yet, but no about after the regular season. We're grouping it in with the postseason for sure. Uh, but yeah, the NBA's playoffs kick off this weekend. The play-in tournament was on Tuesday. Also, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. So that's happening all week. Playoffs start this weekend. So we got to start the show with our official NBA playoff predictions. We'll zone in on that first round and also give you guys our picks for both the Eastern and and the Western Conference. After that, we'll stick with the NBA, the basketball topic, and talk about the NBA's regular season awards, like Tanner said. Uh, regular season is now over. Postseason basketball has started, so ended on Sunday. So uh, we'll give away our official NBA regular season awards, like the MVP, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, etc., etc. Second half of the show, though, Tanner, all things football. Isn't that right? Yep, and since our last show, the NFL dropped a uh, whole 17-game schedule, brand new, never been done. So it's been a week, but we still ha- we haven't got the chance to talk about it. So we're going to break down what our favorite games are and what games we're most looking forward to in this season. Yeah, kind of funny how the day our podcast comes out next week, you know, the, the, the NFL drops like the – biggest thing in weeks you know what i'm saying you know, this the first ever 17 game schedule so kind of sucks that it happened you know a week from last week but again like tenor said we haven't talked about but it yet they made up for it and uh our teams get to play week one first <laughs> game of the season you're not wrong man they did and i think you called that you know i called but you said like the night before you're like i think cowboys and bucks are happening opening now i'm like nah no way no way but then yeah like as soon as i woke up boom first thing i saw on twitter or whatever is like cowboys bucks season opener i hate to give your bucks the super bowl champs you know uh, an l to start the season like that tanner but well, we're gonna we're gonna good have thing to you're do- not going we're gonna we're gonna we can agree. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there in the second half of the show. Stick around for the entire thing. It will be a packed uh, podcast today. You don't want to miss anything we're talking about today. But, Tanner, let's start out with my favorite league in sports, the NBA. The play-in tournament, like I said, started on Tuesday. Uh, regular season came to a close on Sunday. Pacers beat the Hornets. Uh, Celtics beat the Wizards. 50-piece by Tatum. Boy, did the Pacers beat the Hornets. <laughs> I, I saw someone tweet from the uh, Hornets account, or at least said they tweeted from the Hornets account, uh, you know, J. Cole's new album, The Offseason. <laughs> so I saw they tweeted The Offseason before the game, you know, in the middle of the game. So basically saying they had their eyes set on The Offseason, not that game. 
didn't see that one coming though did you like like a blowout like that you know what i'm saying no i wasn't expecting the pacers to do that like 20 points i think they won by like 144 i think the 122 yeah, uh, something like that huge, it was huge at one point something like that so no one saw that coming uh, maybe that has an effect on the rookie of the year award. Not sure. Not sure. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but either way, play in tournament. Hornets lose. Pacers will play the Wizards, I believe, on Friday. Tan, I think I think they play on Friday um, for for that eighth spot. So the not- Wizards play the Pacers on Thursday. Oh, so, so that's Thursday. Okay. So maybe mm-hmm. the Western Conference game will be on the Western Friday. Conference is on Friday. Okay, West is on Friday. Okay, so Thursday will be East. Uh, so Pacers and Wizards. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but Wizards, uh, Russell Westbrook averaging like 20, 20, and 20 against Indiana this year in a three-game sweep of the regular season series. I'm going Wizards in that series for sure. Uh, I think I am as well. I I think, but Bradley Beal, he's still not 100%. But again, I think the Wizards could also lose to any team on any given night. It's not like they're some powerhouse team. And they played pretty well for the most part against the Celtics for the most part. It it was a back and forth game until that fourth quarter, pretty much. So we'll see that that's going to happen Thursday and Friday on Wednesday, the Spurs and the Grizzlies, Lakers and the Warriors. We talked about that on last week's podcast, Lakers and Warriors, Spurs and Grizzlies. Uh, Lakers are the favorite. I think we can both agree on that. Tanner Lakers favorite to win. Same thing with Grizzlies. Grizzlies favorite to win against the Spurs, I would say. So more than likely, Lakers get the seventh spot. Warriors play uh, Warriors play Grizzlies on Friday. Winner gets the eighth spot again. So I think we're going Lakers and Warriors for the seventh and eighth seeds pretty yeah, comfortably. I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So let's start out with the first round. Let's go out east since those the seventh seed has officially been locked in out east. Let's start, let's start with that conference. Uh, as far as our playoff predictions go, let's, let's take a look at the first round now. Number one seed, they locked it in just, just what, at the beginning of last week, I think the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly against the eighth seed, it would either be Washington or Indiana. We're picking Washington as of now, so we're going to say Washington is the eighth seed. I'm I'm taking a clean 4-0 sweep by Philadelphia. I think it's going to be quick and easy. They, they don't have anything for Embiid. I think I think Simmons does a decent job on Westbrook or Beal, and overall the the better roster shows. And I, I'm calling a 4-0. Not too much time spent on this uh, on this uh, matchup. I yeah, think. I think. Maybe I could see the war, the Wizards stealing a game, but just because they have two elite, like two elite players, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm taking Sixers and four as well. I saw Bradley Beal old second in in the league in scoring. Steph did surpass him, averaged 32 per game for that scoring title. But he was second in the league in scoring. Was Bradley Beal? Russ averaged a triple double. So yeah, you don't want to necessarily count them out in a one game scenario. But in a four game, you know, four game series, maybe they steal one. More than likely, that's going to be a rather quick matchup. Uh, what about Brooklyn against the newly seventh seed, the Boston Celtics? Brooklyn and Celtics first round. What's your thoughts about that? I'm going Brooklyn in four as well. Oh, Brooklyn I, in four right away. Okay. I, I don't believe in the Celtics team without without Jalen Brown. I just don't think they can win a game against it. And it's not like they're playing some scrub team. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets. They're playing a team a super team. Yeah, like the, no the biggest most the biggest super team in the league, right? I would yeah. say. Yeah, like are they expected to win a game? Maybe a game, right? I would say they win a game. 
But like Brooklyn's big three, eight games played together. I would think at least one time in that series, maybe there's a little bit of dysfunction. The Celtics are for G League guys. They are, and they are being led by a one man show. And in, in, yeah, I mean, obviously and Jason, Jason Tatum is quite the one man show. You're, you're true. And, and as far as defense goes, I think they will allow the Celtics to score with them. They're not going to be shutting down. They, they are without Jalen Brown, but still Kemba, uh, Fournier, Smart should be ready to go. I know he tweaked something in the game, but he should be playing. Um, so because of their lack of defense, I think maybe they steal a game, but I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm not going to go four. I'm going to say Nets in five. But both both the two top seeds out east – uh, kind of the opposite of the Western Conference, the two top seeds. You know what I'm saying? But we'll, yeah. we'll get to the West. Uh, but I'm Nets in five, Philly in four. Now, let's talk about your boys, all right? Your team, Milwaukee. They have – I don't know if you're, rather, if you're excited for this matchup, like if you want revenge or if you're kind of nervous. So I'll let you kind of start. I think it's Mil- a little of both. A little of both. Milwaukee Heat. We know what happened last year. Five to one, Heat won rather surprisingly. I thought, no, they won five. Or sorry, four, sorry, four one in five games. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. In five games, four to one. Thank you, Tanner. Uh, but this season, two and one, the Bucks are uh, again against the Heat. And I think that one game they won was the one game that Jimmy Butler played, I believe. I think. Yeah. You can probably tell me. Uh, I thought the Bucks were undefeated against the Heat this year, but Jimmy Butler didn't play in any of those games. Oh, for real? I thought well, they were two and one this year again. I think I think the Heat stole one earlier in the season. I thought maybe I, I thought so. But, they, but all I know is I saw the series though. They have they have the the, the victory over them. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think the Bucks are going to win. I think they're the better team. I thought they were the better team last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, this team, this Milwaukee, I mean, this Miami team is a great six seed. They got a bad draw for a first round team. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. But I'm going to go Milwaukee in six. I think they, they eventually find out a way to get Giannis going. Don't let them just set up a wall. They have players that can get their own shot now against a questionable yeah. Like, I think you could see them try to switch uh, Robinson on a Drew Holiday and let Drew Holiday just cook him up because he's a he's a liability on the defensive end is Duncan Robinson. So, yeah, either put Middleton or yeah Holiday get one of them and the whoever he is guarding that player should be having a decent series. Whoever Robinson is guarding, obviously they have Iguodala coming off the bench and stuff like that. But you watch, and I know you watch at least some of the game. Just last week, Milwaukee and uh, in Miami, the Bucks just looked bigger. They looked. Uh, they looked like they wanted it more. Definitely, that's 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 the perfect when way. The Bucks no win, Jimmy that's Butler. How they look. No Jimmy Butler though. Obviously, yeah, Victor Oladipo. That's their best player. Victor Oladipo is out for the rest of the year as well, which is pretty big. I think if they had Oladipo, if they had Oladipo at one hundred percent, I could, I, I would probably be picking Miami. Uh, for the upset, but I am not, and I am right there with you. I'm right there with the addition of Drew Holiday. He's been he's been big lately. Uh, PJ Tucker is big defensively. Bobby Portis a good addition as well as all those players have added to the roster since last year. They they won the regular season series. I'm right there with you. Milwaukee in six. I think Milwaukee in six is a very solid choice there. Miami with Jimmy Butler, obviously the defense on Giannis are gonna cause a bad game at least one yeah. time, I think from Giannis, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So 
that then then you're counting on Middleton or Holiday to step up. And I think at least one time, one or two times, right? Miami's going to go ahead and, and and steal away a victory. But and Milwaukee seen, six. We've seen Milwaukee in the past lose games to teams that they have no business losing to. They yeah, Orlando, lost, right? Like, yeah, remember that? <laughs> that was hilarious. yeah. Like, it's not like. <laughs> It's not like they always get up for playoff games. So I think it's very possible that this Miami team steals one or two from Milwaukee. Big question for you here. Bucks lose before, let's say Bucks lose before conference finals. Is Budenholzer out? Yes. I think so. I think I think you gotta get to the finals for Budenholzer to stay. I think you gotta maybe maybe the conference finals conference will be finals. enough, but but don't they what? play what? you play the Brooklyn you next in the Brooklyn second first. round? Yeah. So. That's it. I think if it's if you're so playing if you Philly, I think if you're playing Philly in the conference finals and you don't win, I think he's still out. Yeah, you're right because you. But if, that's very comparable. Those two teams, I would say, right? So you guys could yeah. beat Philly, or you. I think you think you should beat Philly. I know. You I know. think we should. Exactly. So obviously, I'm higher on Philly, but yeah, if you if you beat Brooklyn, if you beat Brooklyn though, maybe his job is safe. Maybe his job is safe. Kind of depends if, if it's just a Brooklyn meltdown, you know what I'm saying? Then, then maybe not. Then you guys go and lose, but probably a finals appearance to save Budenholzer's job more than likely. I would say. Uh, so we both have Bucks and six. Let's talk about the perhaps the biggest first round matchup. You know, besides Milwaukee and Miami has potential in, in the Eastern Conference for sure. But you know, Miami and Milwaukee have potential. But for sure, this uh, Nick team against the Hawks, four and five seeds. I am excited. Yeah, pretty much all offense versus all defense. Trey Young and the Hawks, you know, known for shooting threes in their offense. And then what what Randall and the gritty Knicks, known for their top rated defense, obviously. So Tanner, Knicks, Hawks, first round. Who who are you liking in this very close matchup? Who said I thought it was close? Oh, Oh, I'm just kidding. I I I swear you did. I swear you did. I was gonna say. (laughs) No, I I think it's super close. I think any team could win this. I think because it's at home and I just I believe in this Knicks team more because they have some veterans. They have Derrick Rose. They have like Julius Randle's been around. He hasn't been in the playoffs, but he's been around. Even like yeah, like like, yeah, it's some older guys. This I mean the Hawks team has Lou Will and I don't know as far as veterans go, Bob Donovich. Bob, Bob Donovich. Yeah. But like as far as in the playoffs, but I'm I thinking I don't really know anyone as far as playoff experience on that Hawk roster. Re- really, like not, nothing jumps off the page. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna take with two teams that are as a whole inexperienced in the playoffs. I think I'm taking the Knicks in seven. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm leaning New York. Because of the home court advantage, like you said, they're going to be playing at home more. And then the defense. They've had the better defense. And I'm a little nervous as far as Trey Young, who's never been in the postseason. He's going to be facing an elite defense in the first round. More veterans on the Knicks. Better, more veteran coach, right? Definitely the, the more veteran coach as far as the, the Knicks go, as far as Thibodeau. Coach of the year, perhaps, right? Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm really, I'm with you. I'm leaning Knicks. I think it goes six or seven. Really kind of depends on Atlanta's offense be able to keep up with that Nick defense. Also with the Nick defense. I'm sorry, Nick's offense. You know, because it's it's all defense. But we've seen at times R.J. Barrett. You know, Julius Randle. They they can, uh, you know, take up some slack on that offensive end. So keep your eyes on that. 
but I'm with you. Um, Knicks, six or seven, home court advantage, better defense. I'm going with the Knicks as well. Probably the All right, easier moving out west. That's it, out west. Where uh, your favorite team resides out there. Let's just start oh, with Let's just start with them. Let's oh, the, go. The, the uh, Jazz? The so, Jazz? We're talking about Utah? Or nothing? <laughs> yeah, we are talking about Utah. Yeah. Utah versus your boys in Golden State. That's it. That's it. So, tough decision, man. This is really, really. Is it? For me, it is. For me, this is really hard. Well, I'm going Utah in five. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going Golden State in seven just because you said that. I don't care what I wrote down. Golden State in seven right now, Tanner. Right now, off the cuff, man. I don't even care. I'm, I'm see this paper. I'm tossing it over here. I'm not even looking at what I wrote down. Golden State in seven. They have the season series. Okay, season series three, uh, two to one. Just beat them. I know there was no Mike Conley, no Donovan Mitchell, but that's that's a factor. No Donovan Mitchell. How's he going to be in the first round? Mike Conley pulled hamstring. How's he going to be in the first round? Also. One more thing before I hand it over to you. Better than the other bums that are on the Warriors besides Steph Curry. Let me, let me, say, one thing. let me say one thing to you. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me remind you of one thing of this Utah Jazz team. Last year in the bubble, and I was in the bubble. I know I was in the bubble. Three to one, they were up on the Denver Nuggets. Three to one. And is anyone on the caliber of Stephen Curry? Maybe Jokic is close, but no. There's no one on I that close we'll to that team. MVP between those two guys. We'll get. We'll, we're gonna get there in just a moment as well, Tanner. Don't. I'm gonna get there. But I'm taking. Since you said that so confidently, so smug, Utah in five, Golden State in seven. They and also Golden State has the best player in the series. And I have just a little bit of questions as but far the as Jazz support. have like the next six best players. Or True. Five best okay. 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 This is the, this is the NBA. We know that one yeah. player can star, have a star driven impact. League. Exactly. Star driven league. I'm taking Golden State, and not necessarily what I was going with when, when I went my initial uh, thought, but Golden State in seven, but it goes six games at least. I think I think I think either way it goes six. I don't think it goes five. I think Steph at least gets two. He did against the Toronto Raptors a few years back when that team was all but banged up, and he's out of Alfonso McKinney and Quinn Cook playing alongside him. So I, I like Andrew Wiggins and Toscano Anderson you know, a little bit more than I do Quinn Cook and Alfonso McKinney. And again, like I said, he won two games against Toronto led by Kawhi Leonard. So I think they get two at least, but I'm going Golden State. Golden State gets the dub in seven, man. They get that. That is ballsy. I, I will give it to you. And if we're sitting here, Next week, and they're down 2 0. I'm gonna be right here. I'm gonna be right here, man. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. I've seen them blow a 3 1 lead before. I've seen it. I also seen the Warriors do that, but more recently, I've seen the Jazz do that. So we're gonna talk talk about that. Let's move on. Okay, I'm gonna talk about the other uh, potential upset in that first round, or, you know, more than likely potential upset. Number two, Phoenix Suns against probably, probably the number seven Lakers. You know, Lakers could be eight. Warriors could be seven. Really kind of depends on Wednesday's game, obviously. But we're gonna lock in the Lakers win on Wednesday, more than likely, right? You know, I think that's yeah. I guess you get. Uh, I mean, I think the Warriors have a real shot. Yeah, I think, think they I think should have a real it's, shot. It's the NBA, anything can happen in one game. I'm t- again, as far as if if I had to make a pick, you know, me obviously I'm leaning with my Warriors and and Steph being as, as hot as he has. But yeah, me the too. Lakers should win. The Lakers yeah, definitely. I would agree. So Suns Lakers in the first round. I got Lakers in five or six, dude. Maybe five. Maybe five. If they're hundred yeah, like, percent, Lakers in five. 
like congrats sons you guys just had your best season <laughs> in a decade yeah here's the defending champion in lebron the james round. led lakers in the very first round yeah i'm going lakers and six i'm going five i'm going lakers and six i mean they have cp3 but my biggest thing with going five is just that lakers have the best defense obviously in the league and then and then all but you know no experience besides chris paul obviously jake crowder you know there's some experience there and stuff but devin booker and deandre aiden have yet to play in a, in a postseason series and i just can't believe that you know they go off. I think they'll be okay, but I I can't believe that they beat LeBron James and AD in their first playoff series. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I can't see the Suns winning this series as, unless there's a injury to one of the big two and injury. LA. That's the yeah. only way LeBron or AD aren't 100 or they go down. Then Phoenix should should definitely take take the series, but Phoenix is too young. And uh, I'm taking also the, the the Lakers just beat them without LeBron. Remember, like AD had a, a great game, and they just beat them recently. So, kind of shows you with, with one of the best players in the world, obviously on their side, that's going to just help them even more. So, Lakers in five, you got Lakers in six, pretty close. Uh, Denver, Portland, Denver and Portland Trailblazers and the Nuggets. That's the next one we're going to talk about. I I think there's some real potential here for an upset. Real potential here. I, I at least I think so. Uh, Jokic has had his way. They're two and one against uh, the Trailblazers this year. The Nuggets are, and Dame has not played that well. But overall, I think I think without without Jamal Murray in the lineup, I definitely think this is a lot closer of a series in comparison to where if they were a hundred percent healthy. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think if the Nuggets were healthy with Jamal Murray, I would probably take the Nuggets five, probably Nuggets I would four say. or five. But I'm still gonna take the Nuggets in six. Okay. I think Dame is impossible to stop for over six games. I think he's going to get at one, probably two games pretty much on his performances. Mm -hmm. But this Denver team is just so much deeper than that Portland team. They are deeper. But again, as far as if you're listing the best players in the series, it's obviously Jokic. Jokic Jokic is the best player. Jokic, but then it's Dame. And then is it is it Michael Porter Jr. or is it CJ McCollum? Like who are you going next? It's probably CJ. CJ, and then you know Porter, and then probably on that on that Denver team, I'm probably going Nurkic for for Portland or or Powell. Probably going Powell, Norm, Norman Powell for for the Trailblazers. Probably. I think you're disrespecting Nurkic by putting Powell above him. No, Nurkic is good, but Nurkic has been really inconsistent offensively, so that's also why. And Powell's averaging 18 a game. That's also why I'm going pow. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's neck and neck. Either way, you know, I, I think the top five players in the series, it's pretty close. I think it's pretty close. It goes back and forth. I think it's a good series. I think it goes six as well. Six was what I – and I'm leaning Denver as well. I think the Nuggets win in So six. all that talk just to agree with me. But, but Tanner, that's – but my point is a uh, potential upset. Real, real potential here, I think. And I was yeah, – I think really the Western debating. Conference, any – series could go either really. way yeah, yeah that's that's good and then the the last one obviously uh clippers and mavericks i think it goes either way as well obviously clippers are the better team the, the much deeper team they have the two best player or uh, not the two best players i was like they have Ka- the best player, Kawhi, and then luca probably right there with him obviously yeah. so like it's tough and then obviously paul george uh 
who else is on that Clipper roster? Rajon Rondo's a pretty solid player postseason time. They have uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Sergi Baca. Thank you. So Clippers have the better roster, but we saw them last year. But I think they went six games last year in the first round without Porzingis playing the majority of the series as well. So I think I think Kristaps is back. Do you? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he will be playing in the series. So that's a factor. Kristaps should be playing. He went six games last year. I think Luca has gotten better this year, also in comparison to last year. So keep your eyes. I think it goes six games. And, I, and Clippers should win, but don't count out Luca and, and, and that Maverick roster. I, I, I want to put that out there as well. Yeah, I'm also going Clippers in six. Six games. I, I, think, I think they steal two again, mm-hmm. but more than likely can't get over the hump. Need Thus proving Dallas needs to make a big trade, a big signing this summer if they want to truly compete with the Clippers, a Lakers. You know what I mean? So keep your eyes. I think this yeah, is they want to be one of those them. top teams in the West. They need to, I think, add another piece somehow. Exactly. And I, and I think this will push them to do that, that exact thing this summer. So Clippers in six. Uh, so that's it, man. That's it. That, that's our first round for sure. What about the conference? What about conference, Western conference, Eastern conference? I don't, I don't, I don't want to necessarily, my preseason prediction was, was uh, the Lakers to win it all. I am still sticking with LA to win it all as of right now. I figured, you know, next round, as we get closer and closer, we'll, we'll, you know, talk about the championship more and more, obviously. Um, But I'm picking Lakers for Western conference. I'm picking, I know, I know, you know, kind of an easy pick. Kind of, oh, you didn't really think too much about this. But Lakers in the West, and I'm, I am going to take Brooklyn out East. I am going to take the big three. Yeah, I, man, I'm, it's so I'm tough, dude. Conferences, because I know you're the, higher on the Clippers as of right now. Yeah, man. because in the West, I think really six teams could win it, like. Six, be, yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I really, a, do I think it's a two win the West, I'm not necessarily win the uh, the title of the West, the but yeah, I just feel like the Western Conference playoffs are going to be wild. Take a pick, Tanner, make a make oh, a man. decision okay, here. Okay, I'm gonna, go are you picking in the, in West? the Western Conference? I'm gonna go. Clippers, oh, okay. yes, I love it. I love it. I'm glad yeah, you did. I'm, but... Okay, I'm going with the Clippers. I reserve the right to change my mind next week if they play like trash. Yes, yes. So <laughs> that's why I don't want to necessarily do championship picks quite yeah. yet. You know, obviously, we, we, we talked about in prior who we think is going to get there, obviously, prior. But we'll take our time. Postseason is going to be, you know, we got plenty of time until we get there. We got plenty. And of then points. in the East. Yeah, what you got? What you got? Yeah, I want to go Brooklyn because <laughs> of who's on their team. But is eight games enough? That's it, man. That's it. And I, I'm counting on Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie. Just those three guys. I think that is enough to win the East. Just, just because how good they are, man. How good offensively. Potential. The potential's right there. And and I don't think offensively they they can they they could I again, think, potentially they just shoot the lights out and blow teams out. I think the potential is really there. The second round between Bucks. Nets is they the, win. I think they could. Yeah, I think is the real Eastern Conference Championship, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Milwaukee just to make it ah, fun. You're, so you're going Clippers. Milwaukee. Just so you know, just before the show started, I had I had different teams. 
Yeah, we have been back and forth, and we're probably going to be back and forth until uh, you know we get there. Obviously, next week or you know in the coming weeks. I'm so sorry, um, but dude, it's so tough. It's so tough. Philly is 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 pretty good. Obviously, Milwaukee matches up with a lot of teams out east. Brooklyn's a three headed monster. It's so freaking hard. It really is. But yeah, I'm going Lakers Nets. You're going everybody's pick last year. Uh, Clippers, Milwaukee's. Hopefully this year, Tenor's hoping they can do better this year, obviously. Uh, both teams having some disappointing ending uh, endings you know, to their season last year, obviously. But Lakers, Nets, he's got Clippers, Bucks. Let's move on and talk about the NBA's regular season. It coming to a close. It ended on Sunday. What, you know, that was phenomenal. No, that on Sunday, a bunch of really good games. Yeah, having all those games going on at the same time, having 10 spots in the playoffs in each conference just makes it so much more vital in the oh, I stand. Love it. I end. love the playing tournament, yeah. dude. Absolutely yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Awesome. And then like like Warriors. It was like red zone. Yeah, yeah. Kind basketball. of kind of was, man. All day there were games all day. All I think all 30 teams played as well. So phenomenal Sunday was was a, a good day in the NBA for sure. So NBA, regular season coming to a close ballots as far as like official nba voters i think their ballots were due i think i think they've already been collected i think i think the ballots have i do believe that's true so ballot ballots have already been sent in people have already submitted their votes so tanner and i are going to give you guys our nba regular season awards i figured we'll kind of start at the bottom kind of work our way up to the biggest one obviously an mvp um, coach of the year. I don't want to sound. I don't want to diminish anything, but I think that is towards the bottom of of the awards here, at least talked about. So, coach of the year. I think it's a pretty easy one for both of us. Tom Thibodeau of New York, I, at least for me. Yeah, I, I also have Tom Thibodeau as my coach of the year for the four seed, right? You know. Yeah. Who? Show me one person that picked the next to be a top four Eight, seed, a top ten team, even I would say, yeah. right. You know? Almost every single person had them in the lottery. Yeah, me They're, included. Me included. One hundred percent. Not see this most, going. And like you can say, Monty Williams had a better record, and the Suns weren't good. But compare the Suns roster next to the Knicks roster. Every single person is going to take that Suns roster. Also, the additions in comparison to last year to this year for the Suns and the Knicks, not. Too many differences, really. Just, just the head coach. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that tough of a, of a decision. Knicks were the four seed, the biggest surprise team of the year, forty-one and thirty-one, and a top three, top two defensive team in the league. That's coaching right there, man. That's that. Yeah. That is coaching right there. So, and say what you want about Tom Thibodeau pushing his guys too hard, but this seventy-two game season might be yeah. set up for a Tom Thibodeau team where his mm-hmm. star plays forty two minutes a game and 10 less games. That's a lot of games, yeah. man. 10 less games. Yeah. And then those, those 10 final games, you, you can get burnt out. Minutes. You know, exactly. You get burnt out in those final 10 games and you guys have a, a neutral record in comparison to 41 and 31. So yeah, that's a great point. A 72 games uh, uh, season definitely favors a Thibodeau as far as a head coach playing those guys. Like what for, I think Julius Randall led the league in minutes played, I think. Okay, yeah, I appreciate it. So, so yeah, speaking of Julius Randall, all right. I, I, we might as well move on and talk about the most improved player of the year this year. You've been on him. I think since the beginning of the year, pretty much right. Yeah, from Four or five games in. You've been I, saying Julius I, Randall. So who do you got most improved? I, I kind of just, yeah, Julius Randle. I think it. I think it's clearly Julius Randle. He went from a guy that people were saying 
had one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Yeah. In the amount of money he was making to one of the a best. top, at least top 10 MVP candidate this year. At the very least, every everybody's an MVP candidate this year. So at the very least, we'll throw we'll throw his name in there, right? He's at least top ten. You know, like who who saw that coming? No, and like the roster he's on, the improvement yeah. he made. No, and he's their the true guys. star. I mean, they have RJ Barrett, they have Derrick Rose playing well. He was their only All Star though. He's their but, only All Star. Yeah. First time All Star as well this year. First time All Star. Their star is Julius Randle, and. I think it's clearly most improved. I don't. Who would you argue? Of? No one. I couldn't even think of anybody. Yeah, I can't else, think of anyone that competes with them. Like improved. No, as far as totally Jalen Brown, played, maybe maybe Jalen Brown, but I really, I, I really don't think so. And and again, he went from 19 points to 24. He's got over 10 rebounds, over five assists per game. Uh, his his three point percentage went from like 27 to over 40. Yeah, yeah, like over 40. percent I think 41. So. That's insane. 27 to 41, uh, 19 to 24, 10 rebounds, five assists, his team's record. Julius Randle is the most improved player this year. Yeah. What do you think as far as the sixth man of the year? I think for you, I think you're going all New York Knicks for the first three awards, if if I'm not mistaken. You know, yeah, I think I'm going to go Derrick Rose. Like you could say, what are his stats? Derrick Rose. Do you want to hear his stats for the season, or you want to hear his stats since joining New York? I'll tell you both. Yes, I'll tell you both. How about that? All right. So for the season, he's at fourteen point seven points, two point six rebounds, four point two assists, about fifteen and, then, and four for assists. Okay, yeah. got you. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, for New York, he's at fifteen three, four, one steal, half block. So about 15 and four about for, yeah. for, for the season, about 15 and four. So very solid. And like you said, I think he's been a big part, uh, you know, leading that second unit for New York for sure. So you're going, so is that your official pick or? Is yeah, that I think I'm going Derek Rose. They, okay. Like this team, this New York team has only gotten better since Derek Rose has gotten there. Mm-hmm. Like he. For sure. They got yeah, he, yeah he's I mean, easy. He leads the second unit, like I yeah, said for sure. So yeah, he's that's just the definition of a spark plug as a sixth man and, and a veteran. So great, you know what I mean? So Eric Rose finally find a role that where he can now, kind of succeed you know? it, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's just fun to watch. Like maybe it's, maybe it's the nostalgia for me picking Derrick Rose, but yeah. I'm still going Derrick Rose. Okay, I'm not going to argue too much, but I, I I have to go with Jordan Clarkson just because he led the league in, in points off the bench at 18 points per game, and then as far as total points, he led as well. Also led with threes off the bench. Was I think – I don't, I don't have the, the, the exact uh, statistic, but it was a top three-point shooter in the league in general, but no doubt was the best off the bench. Uh, leads the NBA in, in, in bench points. Did it all year. But just the other day against Golden State, he had 41 points off the bench. 41 points off the bench. I think in like 26 minutes even. Like He's not playing too much and putting up these numbers, career-high numbers for him as well. I think he's the last guy to do that since himself. Since oh for real I didn't yeah. even know that but but I I I have to give it to Jordan Clarkson because of what he's doing 18 points 41 off the bench lead leads the league in all those uh, statistics I'm going with Clarkson but I understand yeah I think it's a two man race but I understand the Nick argue or the uh, Knicks uh, 
Derrick Rose argument for the first three. I don't three. think the Knicks get all three of those awards, but I think they got to get two out of the three. Facts. Two out of three, and they're a major market. They're, there's just a good chance, I feel like, that they're going to – I mean, courtside seats people. cost $30,000 for their first round. So there's a really yeah, – New- People are pretty excited about this Knicks team. Exactly. So two out of those three need to be New York Knicks. I agree with you 100%. Let's move on to talk about what about Defensive Player of the Year. We, we went back and forth on this last time we discussed. I am still 100% on Rudy Gobert. He leads the league in defensive rating, defensive rebounds, and blocks. And I've came around. I'm also on the. Oh, you came around. <laughs> welcome. We it's it, it's nice to have you here. You know, we'll, we'll welcome you in with uh, open arms for sure. But two point almost three blocks per game, and then he's no doubt the best defensive player on that Utah Jazz team. You know, Donovan Mitchell is pretty good, but not the best. Uh, Mike Conley, the, the next best for sure. But Bob Donovich, Joe Ingles, you know, these are not defenders necessarily. And they're a top five defense because of Rudy Gobert. So I'm going Gobert. Yeah, me is too. He, I mean, he leads the league in blocks, I believe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah like he's like way above. And like, he just gets it done on the defensive side. We'll it's probably not necessarily talk about- pretty, but. Yeah, we'll talk about this maybe in the next couple of weeks, but I think he's probably going to be on one of the All NBA teams. Rudy Gobert, yeah, probably maybe on the third team. You know, you yeah. could squeeze him on that third team. Worst case scenario, as far as centers go, obviously Embiid and Jokic for the center spot. Mm-hmm. Embiid, Jokic, Gobert, probably. Oh, I don't know. That's super tough. Probably Gobert is Gobert the third best center in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I would say definitely he's the third best center in basketball. Yeah. Because what, what he does defensively, and he can still get you mm-hmm. 14 yeah. points on, on, on offensive rebounds, second chance points, just a fast break, uh, stuff like that. So I would say he's the third best center, and I think he will be on one of those three all-NBA teams as well. The two big ones now, though. Two big ones, and I'm not sure if we agree. Oh, three. Did I miss one? Oh, wait, yeah, no, two, two, two. two. I, was, I was like, did I miss one? Okay, rookie of the year. An MVP. Let's start with Rookie of the Year. Who do you have for that? Two-man race, pretty much. Yeah, know. it's Anthony Edwards and it's LaMelo Ball. I'm yeah. going LaMelo Ball. I think his impact when he was on the court was better. Obviously, we saw Charlotte's season end tonight. Yeah, pretty badly. But, man. At, that least was rough. Made, but at least they made it to the – They made it that far. Mm-hmm. The Timberwolves didn't even come close to sniffing the – but to be fair, the Wolves did have like no towns up for the most of the year for like half the year, no D'Angelo Russell for half the year. And then we well, you know, you know, Tim Thibodeau was just there. You know, people go to Minnesota and it's just usually a dumpster fire somewhat. You know what I mean? Just not a lot of uh, success coming out of that organization, you know, pretty much. But you're right, you're right. Team team success is a factor in this. And what he averaged like 16, six and six ish. Yeah, 16, six, six. So that, those are solid. I think he's one of the only players in the league to do that this year. And so. Anthony Edwards was 19, 5, and 3. That's pretty – in 72 games. He also – Anthony Factor, uh, LaMelo played 50 games. Lamelo or Anthony played all 72. So all 72 in comparison to 50. Stats are comparable, I would say. Obviously, LaMelo, a better passer, better, better rebounder as of right now. But scoring-wise, I think Edwards really took a leap in the second half of the season, really started starting, uh, started playing more in the fourth quarter, took his uh, season average from like 16 up to 19 to end the year. So I'm going Anthony. Yeah, everything is close. And he played all year. So I'm going Edwards. 
Uh, but I, I think LaMelo probably, I think LaMelo will probably win it. Um, but I'm going Anthony Edwards. All right. So that leaves one more award. The biggest one MVP. I feel like we've talked about it all season. Yeah. A lot. Who do you think it's going to be? And, uh, so who you got? So obviously the, the easy choice, the easy, if you, if you, you know, if you're an NBA half, you know, half NBA fan, you, you, you watch somewhat, keep your eyes on the standings and stuff. Jokic is the easy pick. If you don't watch basketball and you, you've seen, you've seen a couple of Phoenix Suns games and you just see the Phoenix Suns record in comparison to last year, you would say Chris Paul. Like I said, those people I wouldn't say are watching the NBA as much as people saying, a Jokic, obviously, 26, 11, and 8, leads, leads his team in all those uh, categories, also is top 10, right, in, in the NBA in all those categories. So he's the easy pick. But if I, if I had a he's vote, the right pick. he's the right pick. He's the right pick. He should, he's he's going to win it this year and should probably win. But if I had a pick, okay, if I had a pick, I think I, I do think, you know, going going down years down the road, this will be a season where, you know, Steph, we, we will say Steph was per, perhaps snubbed of the MVP. Like we look at Kobe, the years his teams were a lower seed, yet he played phenomenal. People say Kobe should have won the MVP that year, but Nash won it because he, he was the top seed and Kobe couldn't win because he's a, he's a bottom seed. But Kobe averaged like 35 per game, you know what I'm saying? So like, who are you saying? I'm thinking, I think I think I think this is a very comparable season to to a Kobe Bryant when he was snubbed. So if I had a vote, I would vote for Stephen Curry. I, I would vote. So 30, you think Steph Curry is the MVP? I, I do. They're 38 and 25 when he plays, two and eight when he does not. So you bring back those 10 games that he doesn't play. They could be a top five seed, a top four seed in the Western Conference. But I actually think they are a top five seed. I predicted them to be the four seed at the beginning of the year. I think they could very well be one of those teams uh, if Steph plays all year long. Leeds League in scoring had 38 30-point games, had over, I think, seven 40-plus point games. Like I said, led, led the league in scoring, led them in three points made. Creates or continues to, you know, shatter the shooting records, the shooting uh, accomplishments from others. I think he's the MVP this year. Like I said, they were the worst team in basketball. You said it earlier too. Who was he playing with? A bunch of scrubs. You know, what I'm saying? he's got Andrew Wiggins and Draymond, obviously. But after that, it's a it's a bunch of G leaguers. It really is. And like I said, worst team in basketball last year. They're the eighth seed. I would vote for Steph. I would. Yeah, I mean. You make a, a good point. Steph Curry led the league in scoring, and he plays with nobodies besides maybe Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. And some people bash those guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah but, like, but so he plays with nobodies. But he also – and you said they have that record without him. They're 2-8. and eight but, Yeah. Play then. Jokic played. No, he broke his tailbone though. Practically, he's he played. That's why he came he back after those seven games. No, I'm just saying he came back and played though. He came out yeah. just just last week and said he. That's why he rested last week against the Pelicans, um, because the tailbone is still still injured, and he's been playing for a month with an injured tailbone, averaging 35 points per game. So he simply you know, that he, makes he him, couldn't that walk. He couldn't walk for those seven games. You know what I mean? That makes him a warrior in two different. Senses of the, but again, player, I understand. But, like, Jokic played all year. Still got to play. Like I understand, and that's why. And that's why Embiid the best play. player when he's on the court. Yes, like like if you just took his best, whatever he played, sixty games or he whatever, played about sixty-two. 
Okay, so if he the 62 games he played versus Jokic's best 62 games, he's probably the MVP. Yeah. Jokic has 10 him. more Jokic has 10 more games that he played well in. And, and in any year where it was as close as it is this year, yeah. as close as it is, I agree. I, like I said, he's an easy pick, and I think he's going to win. But if I had a vote, I would vote for Seth. I would. What about you? You've been, you, you've been uh, critiquing my pick. I don't hear your official pick, though. Jokic. Jokic okay, is okay. I, didn't, I didn't know if you were going to sneak a Giannis in there or something like that. I didn't know. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. No, not, not, sure. not this year. Not this year. So you're going Jokic for MVP you th- like, like, for all the reasons you just listened. Did it all year long. 20, what, 26, 11 and eight. Yeah, I think that's the easy choice. And like I said, I think he will win. But Steph, I think we'll look I think we'll look back down the road and say this is a year where Steph could have been snubbed of the award. That, that, that's simply what I'm saying. And we have a chance to not snub Maybe. him. But I think not. even statistically, I would take Jokic. His stats. He has better. He is better because because of the um, rebounds and assists. Obviously, yeah. he's more of those. I mean, he's a center and he averages more assists than him. No, obviously, I yeah. So, that's. I mean, no, well, obviously, he's got Draymond Green who averages like eight assists per game. So that's yeah. why he he's the assist guy on the team. Obviously, he's the Jokic. You know, the the, the ball the uh, ball movement runner for yeah. for the most part of the team. So I understand. I understand. All I'm saying is, uh, I think he's getting slightly disrespected. I think he should be higher than like some people are putting him like fifth. You know, some some people have like Chris Paul yeah. over him. I, I, I believe I he's laughable. probably second. I think he's probably second. Probably second. You know, second or think, third. Second or third. Beating Giannis or third and fourth. I don't really care. Yeah. So those the, yeah, those are your four though, right? Or your five or Jokic, Steph, and beat Giannis. And then if you want to throw Chris Paul in there, throw Chris Paul in there for sure. I probably wouldn't throw Chris Paul in there, but. Exactly, though. That's it, though. Those are NBA regular season awards, though. So Julius Randle, uh, Tom Thibodeau. So you got all Knicks for the first three awards, obviously. Tanner's going all Knicks for the first three. Uh, go Bear. Purpose, but... Yeah, but it kind of worked out that way, just kind of showing how great of a season they had. Tanner, I say we take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, talk about the other, you know, top league of the my other favorite league, I should say, perhaps – Perhaps your favorite league. I'm not. It sure. is my favorite league. I was like, probably, probably your favorite league. Exactly. So let's take a break. Come back. Talk about your favorite team. And 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 then we'll start out though. Talk about both of our favorite teams, the Cowboys and the Bucks. Uh, what season opener, right? Season opener for the NFL, right? So we'll, yep. we'll take a quick break. Come back. All things NFL schedule release. Keep it here, guys. We will be right back. All right, welcome back. Like I said before the break, transitioning to all things NFL, all things football in this second half of the podcast here. Tanner, the NFL schedule is, like you said earlier in the show, (laughs) comically came out the day our podcast did last week. So we have yet to discuss, uh, you know, some some of those big games that came out on the schedule. So let's start out with this. Let's start with this. Like I said, it came out last week. The first one to come out, though, was the Cowboys and the Buccaneers opening night, what, Thursday night football, I believe, as well, which is usually the opening night for, or, or season premiere. What should I say? Season, season, you know, for the NFL. So it's not opening day necessarily. I don't know. Just kick off. I don't know. Kick, opening kickoff. How that? We'll say the opening kickoff. How that? So NFL's kickoff for the season. Cowboys. September, Bucks. 9th. September 9th. Thank you, Tanner. What's your first initial reaction after seeing that game? Because I think they're going to get, you know, they know what they're doing rating-wise with the Cowboys and Bucks opening day kickoff. Uh, so opening thoughts about that. Then we'll move on and talk about some of the other top games that we like, some of the games we have circled, if you will. 
Um, well, I think the Bucks are gonna beat the hell out of the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's let's do this now. Okay, let's keep going. Keep going. What do you got? Like, if you think about it, like the Bucks have the better offense. Yes. And the Bucks have the better defense. I wouldn't say they have much better of an offense, though. But they have a lot better defense. A lot better of a defense, though. Yes, but Super Bowl I, hangover is a thing. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. So yeah. I, I'm asking you, you're Tom Brady guy, did right? So well, I mean, did so bad making it back to the Super Bowl. Okay, after- yeah, but let me ask you this: After Tom Brady, because you're obviously a big Tom Brady guy, obviously, right? Yeah. So. After he won the Super Bowl, how does he do opening day? I don't, I don't know. I, I figured I'd ask you that question. Do you know? Do you on your top of mind is like, do the Patriots? Well, I know around? the last time he won, he didn't get to play opening day because they uh, had the Packers Bears opening night because it was the fifth or the hundredth anniversary. Oh, of you're right. They did do that. That was stupid though. That's stupid. So, but, I don't know about before that, but I know the last. I was trying to think about him on opening day. I don't. I can't remember him being. You know what I mean? To the Patriots, at least. So nothing really comes to mind. But beat the heck out of the Cowboys, Tanner. What are you talking about, man? They still have an offense to match uh, their offense. And like I said, I, I don't know how much improved Dallas's defense has got, but they've gotten a, a lot newer. And I'm hoping it's just defaults, you know, default. It's better by, you know, the addition of new players. I'm hoping they, they just get better. They're younger, they're faster, they're longer. But yes, they, they do not touch uh, Tampa defensively. So yeah, I'm going to say 37 20. 37 to 20. Are you freaking kidding me, man? It's at least going to be a 10 point game. At least going to be a 10 point game. I think, I think, I think Dak and the Cowboys, Dak hasn't see. played since week four, I think, last week when he got hurt. So, Dak's he's gonna be gonna be rough out there. He's gonna no, be rough. He's gonna want to come out there and, and 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 make a statement. That's what I think the Cowboys are gonna. They're they're gonna come out and make a statement opening day, and they they are going to beat the 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 reigning champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by ten or or seven. They are gonna okay. be the ones up thirty five to twenty eight. Tanner, <laughs> that is going to be the final score in Tampa. Okay, I'm, I'm taking that. Okay, I guess we're gonna have to make some sort of bet. Yes, yeah, so anyone any... listening, right? Any ideas? Like, and what? Like, as far as the Bucks go, like for the Bills, it's easy. We just do the uh, what's it called? The uh, hot dog mustard. You know, we, we just do one of those ordeals. If if we were Bills fans, or but nothing really comes to mind as far as Dallas or Tampa Bay. So. So we have if plenty you of time, a, you know, yeah, if you have any ideas, let us know. Yeah, any anything like. Anything you guys would like to see us do, you know, like as far as Dallas and, and Buckley, like, Casey, like burn a Romo jersey or something. No, dude, that's impossible. That is absolutely possible. He's my favorite player of all time, Tony Romo is. So that that is that is off off the question, off the list for sure. Um, but we'll find there. We'll we'll get something, right? You guys, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. There will definitely be a wager though here on dudes uh, for Bucks Cowboys season uh, premiere kickoff, obviously. But let's move on because again, agree to disagree. I'm taking the boys. You're taking your boys, the Bucks, if you will. Um, so you're taking them. I'm taking my boys. I think Dak's gonna come out with a statement. But that's neither here nor there. T- Tanner, some of the other top games though. I know even in just week one, you had. Uh, a couple of games you're excited for. Yeah. I think. Just I mean, gonna... obviously, Chiefs Browns. I think is, I in my opinion, the two best teams in the AFC playing each other week one. You're for... higher. You're higher than me on the Browns, but yes, two of the top playing teams, in I would Kansas, say. playing in Kansas City. 
at least two playoff teams that played each other in the playoffs, a little playoff rematch. I like that. The uh the Chad Henney game, if you will. <laughs> Dude, also Browns have made a lot of improvements on their roster. That's probably why yeah. you have them. You know, yeah, I think they, they improved their defense a lot. And they're getting Odell back. Say what you want about how Baker plays with Odell. But I just – logic tells you Odell Beckham Jr. should not be a negative to your team. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the biggest that, – that, I think that's the biggest knock on them up until this point, which is like, why didn't that work? Or why hasn't that? And that didn't because they still have time working out, obviously. Why why hasn't it quite worked to the to the point we've been uh, we, we've been hoping it would? But, yeah, man, I, I definitely think the Browns have a chance in this one because of all the offseason additions. And, like I said, postseason uh, rematch – Browns want to come out and get a little bit of revenge on the team that beat them, obviously. So I, I watch the line. If it's way Chiefs, you know, if, if the Chiefs are, I'm sorry, if, if the Browns are the, are the huge underdog, and that I might be picking the Browns. Um, I'm sorry, I go back. If the Browns are the underdog, I'm sorry, I might be picking the Browns to win that game opening day if, if it is a, a huge underdog line. Um, I, I, opening day, I think that is probably the biggest opening day game besides our week one game besides the Dallas and, and Buccaneer after that Bucks and Patriots come to mind. Obviously I think yeah, that's week four, week four. Sunday, night football. Sunday night. I didn't realize that's a Sunday night game and they know exactly what they're doing there. Bucks Patriots. I know you had a rather, you, you, you have a pretty big prediction for that game. I know it's what, what Tom Brady. And the Bucks we'll, are we'll talk do. about that more whenever that game gets a little closer. I, I, I was going to say though, um, that's in week four. I think there's a few, but even before we get to week four, I, I think, think three. I think it is very possible that Tom Brady breaks the passing record that game against against the uh, New England against the Patriots in New England, coming back home, breaks the record. It'd be crazy. I saw tickets for that game are like thirteen thousand dollars. Oh my god, dude! Thirteen, but dude. When you're thinking about it, the, the, the biggest dynasty ever in NFL history, the GOATs returning, you know what I mean? Like, like that's huge, man. We've never seen anything like this before, I feel like. like. This is new territory here, I feel like. And Yeah. I mean, I think that's the first game everyone looked for. Last year, even. You know what I mean? When the schedule was released, they were like, all right, when are the – because everyone knew the Bucks. The Patriots yeah, we knew they were going to play this year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. People so. were like, all right, when do they play? So Bucks Patriots, that one's been circled for sure. <clears throat> uh, also in Week Four, I, think, I believe it's also in Week Four. Jags and Bengals, what NCAA tight or uh, national championship rematch from just a couple of years ago? Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. I have that one ske- uh, circled on my schedule for sure. I, that's one I am looking forward to watching. Yeah, that's nice as a Thursday night game too. Oh, that's Thursday too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's- they're all eyes, man. Like th- this week, or sorry, this year, I think they did a phenomenal job on the schedule. Yeah, picking the primetime games. Exactly. Phenomenal primetime games. Also, like, like I said, opening day, they couldn't have picked a better opening day matchup for Bucks and Cowboys. So Jags, Bengals, I have that one circled as well. Any other ones you have looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I like week five. You got Rams, Seahawks Thursday night. And then on yeah, Sunday awesome. night, you have Bills, Chiefs. Oh, so, I have that one circled. Bills, Chiefs in week five, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah so. Bills, Chiefs, and then the Thursday, the Thursday night game is Rams, Seahawks. So two yes. primetime good games that week. Solid. And then Colts is the Monday night primetime game that week, which Who? ain't a bad game by itself. Colts, Ravens. 
Oh, that's solid. That's solid. Obviously, depending on the Colts, obviously they're hoping for you know a better season than last year. Hoping for an upgrade in, in Carson Wentz, but that should be a solid one. Um, Cowboys cheat as a fun thing. The Cowboys play the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Patriots. They play all three of those, the like three top teams. Obviously, I'm like, what the heck? And and they have, but the second the second easiest ranked schedule too. It must be top loaded. Yeah, exactly. Like, it really like is. Hard games up front. Yeah, so no, no, no hard games at the end. Actually, you guys start bad. No, I think I think actually more towards the end of the season are more or more the 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 hard. I think I think the Chiefs are more towards the end. The oh, Patriots, okay. Patriots are more towards the end. The Bucks are really the hardest the hardest matchup in, in, at the start of the season for them, I believe. So, but either way, they they, the they have all game. I mean, all season. The Bucks are no doubt, yeah, the, the hardest team they're going to play all year for sure. That that's going to be the, their toughest matchup. Obviously, the end of the in division, uh, the matchup against the Giants and and Washington. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for all the AFC North games and all the NFC West games. I think both those divisions are loaded, so all those games are going to be fantastic. Exactly, exactly, and then. Oh, Packers and Chiefs, they play November 7th as well. Pat, uh, hopefully, hopefully, if Aaron Rodgers plays, I was going to say, he's if there. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, I hope I only see the highlights on Red Zone. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be an absolute blowout. Dude, so much to talk about, you know, as far as the Aaron Rodgers situation. So many people saying he's going to stay in Green Bay and they're working on the relationship, but some people saying, you know, it's too far gone. So, a lot of question marks revolving that and and, and that situation with Packers Chiefs. If if, if uh, Aaron Rodgers is there, that should be a good one. Um, as far as easier and hard schedules, though, Tanner, I, I thought I'd bring this up for you. Something you're probably looking forward to. The Bucks somehow have the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL. The fourth easiest schedule. Maybe we didn't that. win our division. Explain that to me. Yeah, go ahead. Explain that to we me. We didn't win our division, so they're just helping us out because we're just some lowly yeah. division winning team, lowly Super Bowl champs. Yeah. So the Saints can have their divisional championship. We'll take the uh Super Bowl championship and, and the, the easier, and the easier schedule. schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys lucked out there, man. I'll say that right away. Um so Steelers, I think, Ravens I think and toughest, Bears are toughest the three teams toughest. The, yeah, the toughest teams that the Bucks play are probably the Bills, Rams, and Patriots, Cowboys, Cowboys. I don't know. Not the Cowboys or the Patriots, but mostly just the Rams and the uh, Bills. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to start opening night with a loss. We'll see. We'll see. But yes, yes, they do have an easier schedule because they didn't uh, win win their win their regular season or their division. I'm sorry, in the regular season. Uh, so I, when I was looking through the list, I was like at the top, and like I say, I see Steelers at number one, Ravens at number two, Bears at number three, Packers at number four. Makes sense. And I'm looking for the Bucks as far as, as far as uh, top top or, or hardest. I'm sorry, hardest schedules: Steelers, Ravens, Bears were top three. And like I said, I was looking for the, looking for the Bucks going down, going down, going down, all the way down at number four. My Cowboys do have the second easiest schedule though, so I'm gonna throw that out yeah, there. That's sitting pretty. Right. Sitting pretty, I think Dallas should win. They should Even have though, double digits. I should get double digit wins with the with the amount of easy games. Uh, how the schedule is placed, that coming back. Even though preseason strength of schedule means absolutely nothing. No, exactly because teams last year are going to be better this year. Exactly. So doesn't exactly mean everything. People are overblowing this a little bit, but definitely Cowboys and Bucks. 
uh, schedule wise, you know, it's looking pretty good for their fans as for me and you, right. I, I, I don't have too many complaints as of right now, as far as uh, Dallas's season goes. Um, more recently though, Tanner, I think, I think today we're, we're recording on Tuesday. I think today it came out from pro football focus. They ranked all 32 starting quarterbacks, all 32. Let me, let me give you the top 10. Okay. I'm going to run through the top 10 for you real quick. Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Wilson, Deshaun Watson sits at number five, which I thought was questionable because I don't even know if he's going to be starting week one because they said starting quarterbacks. I don't know if he's going to be starting, but yeah. Deshaun at five, Josh Allen at six, Dak Prescott at number seven, a little higher than expected. Dak Prescott at seven, uh, Lamar Jackson eight, Matt Ryan at nine, and Baker Mayfield at number 10. What are your initial reactions to the top 10? My initial reactions are, is Aaron Rodgers – gonna play where is he gonna be is he gonna be in green bay is he gonna coach jeopardy is he gonna <laughs> whatever and then yeah sean watson gonna play probably not i would I, assume I but i think he's gonna be there all maybe, year you know? maybe maybe something happens and he is i think they're just spec i mean they're just like saying if he is there i mean yeah, if he's obviously there, he's the best quarterback no, on the roster have, you know i have no problem with any of those guys spots as much as i am a brady fan i could say maybe rogers at two i could see i think it's close but, mm-hmm. but hey they, they they really respected him after that super bowl dub yeah. they put him at number two I, I think that's okay i like the top well, five I or think, four i think the top least. six is that are the top six quarterbacks like when they're playing yeah when they're yeah. officially starting so I, yeah i really don't have much of an issue with the, with the top six definitely the top four no doubt the top four, Wilson, Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes. Without a doubt, those are the best four quarterbacks in football. Then then I do think it's up up for debate, up for who you like. You know, Watson, sure, if you're that high, you could put Allen at number five, I think, uh, coming off that season last year. So, so, so Dak at number seven. What do you think about Dak at seven? Well, I think Lamar Jackson is – He's an MVP, so I would MVP, switch them. And he's led the – League and passing touchdowns, which then, people want to argue, people want to argue about his arm. He led yeah, exactly. the league in passing touchdowns exactly. during his season. He's the only quarterback to ever rush for a thousand yards twice. Exactly. Michael Vick's the only other one to do it in one season. He, I'm put, I'm putting Lamar over Dak. I think for number seven. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you could put Lamar above. Even Sean Josh Watson and Josh Allen. I was gonna say, yeah, you could put him maybe in the top five, but you could go as high as five. But but that's my biggest thing. So biggest question is: Does Sean at five is he gonna be playing? Uh, Dak at seven. I'd probably put Dak at eight. I think we both agree Dak's in that eight to ten to twelve. Eight to range. twelve range. Eight to twelve. Exactly. Exactly. So eight to twelve. I'm not complaining. I'm I'm actually quite happy. I think I think they are kind of uh, predicting Dak to. I think he is going to be an MVP candidate next year because of his stats. It really, it's going to come down to the Cowboys' record. I think, but I think they're predicting that right here, kind of projecting him having a big season coming back. Uh, but Matt Ryan at number nine, uh, Baker at number ten. I can't put Baker at number ten. I I probably put Stafford at ten. Put Baker around twelve ish, probably ten to twelve. Yeah, I feel like they're disrespecting the guys at 11 and 12 i think ryan Tannehill has a case to be in the top 10 i wouldn't put Tannehill top 10. i put him right outside of that 12 like he, yeah he i think he's in that right outside i put him yeah. right outside of that though because i don't think he hangs with dak or even even ryan or even even Baker. He since he has joined tennessee he has been elite he has been 
the second best quarterback in the league since he's played for Tennessee. Second best quarterback in the league, you think? That's wise. Oh, stat wise. Okay. Yeah. yeah like okay, he's, okay. He's and he has he's given the rock to Derrick Henry a bunch. Like he's taking the ball out of his hands. No, you're not wrong. Uh, like, but uh, I mean, say what you want about Ryan Tannehill. He has played well. I wouldn't put him he's over Kyler from, Murray. He, I wouldn't take him over it. Kyler Murray though. Murray's Kyler not, Murray is the most criminally rated person. He's down at 17, I think, right? Yeah. No, Kyler Murray is, yeah. He's I would in say, that same range as Dak, and yeah. he's in the 8 to 12, right? That's exactly where I would put Kyler Murray. Exactly where I put him. So, uh, question for you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was put at 21. Zach uh, or uh, Justin Fields was put at 25. What do you feel about the rookie guys being so? You know what I mean? What, how do you feel about I that? Just, I just hate putting rookies on a list like this because – it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to put them on a list that you can rank them at the end, they should be 32. The last guys. And then you rank yeah. them. Exactly. I, I yeah. agree with you hundred because they haven't played a snap in the NFL yet. Right. Like how yeah, can like, you put them over guys who have played and started in the league? Yeah. Exactly. So um, I, I don't, I don't agree with that either, but with the top but, 10, I'm, I'm decently happy. I would probably swap Baker out for Stafford and then, Allen and Lamar, or sorry, Prescott and Lamar. I'm gonna flip them. You think Matt Ryan's a top ten quarterback? Oh, sorry, Matt Ryan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna slide Ryan probably out. He will probably be at 11, 12 in that range. So you're gonna put them. Stafford and Murray put in Stafford there. Stafford and Murray in. Yeah, Stafford and Murray get in. Baker. You think Ryan Tannehill's better than Matt Ryan? Mm, I think they're very close. I think they're very, very comparable. Very much so right now. I would say very much so. Maybe Tannehill, but again, Matt Ryan, ah, what he's done, I don't want to – he's an MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to necessarily take him off that uh, – it's tough, man. It's, sure, it's really he, tough. I mean, he yes, he won an MVP award, but he was not the MVP that year. No, MVP, I'm just saying. Tom Brady, he just – Yes, yes, Because yes. he was suspended. But he, he he's an MVP though. He is an MVP. He had had a phenomenal season. Has made it to a Super Bowl. Also melt didn't melt down, but has made it to a Super Bowl. So I probably am taking Ryan over Tannehill. Probably taking Ryan over Tannehill. But I think they're very 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 close. I'll probably take Baker over them if that makes you happy. That probably makes you happy. I'll probably put Baker over them though. Baker over both those guys? Probably. I think yeah. They're very close. Baker is right in that range as well for me. Right in that range as well for me. So. I'm okay. I like the list overall. Top four are perfect, I would say. I put that four exactly. Mahomes, mm-hmm. Brady, Rogers, Wilson, perfect for me. I would also put Brady ahead of Rogers also because they went head to head. Yeah, and very Brady won. Exactly. 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 So I am going to put Brady ahead of Rogers on that list as well. And I, I, I like it pretty much. But again, what, September 9th? September 9th. Looking forward to it, man. I cannot wait. Uh, schedule release now. As far as any big, big uh, um, result or any big uh, things going forward for the NFL, not really too much until like the training. OTA games. rookie yeah. OTA are going on exactly. So hopefully, guys stay healthy. No yes. freak injuries because I feel like that always happens during this time. There's always a few of them, obviously, right? So keep your eyes but on yeah, that. Just getting ready for training camp. Getting ready, mainly though, here at Dudes, we're, we're mainly super excited. Obviously, NFL schedule, so we talked about it, obviously. But the NBA's uh, playoffs, man, coming. I think it starts on Sunday or Saturday. It might be Saturday, but I think Sunday. 
Um, either way, it's this weekend. Playoffs get going. NBA a regular season stopped last week, obviously. So that's what I'm super excited for, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to I'm, I'm significantly more excited for that. Lakers Warriors tomorrow. Hey, people listening, I might be on call tomorrow on ColorCast for the Laker Warrior game. I would love to know if people interested, if people would be interested in listening. I just might be on call for that. So keep your eyes on on uh, the dudes talking sports Twitter page. I might be calling the Laker Warrior game on Wednesday night. Keep your eyes on them. Looking forward to that game. Don't count out Golden State. Uh, but Tanner, overall, man, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. Sounds good. Guys, go follow us on Twitter, Dudes Talking underscore pod. Subscribe, like, leave a comment wherever you're listening. Uh, go listen or go go follow us on ColorCast as well. Uh, but that's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you all for the continued support. We'll see you guys next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. Uh, obviously, MLB opening opening day. Uh, 
oh, yeah, this past week. week. So, so if you're a huge baseball go guy, yeah, go go Cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude. Talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're like, wherever you're. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.